It's time for The Drive's Top 5 at 5. Quitting time on your Friday, 5.01 here on Fan Run Radio. I'm Russell Smith alongside Bear. It is time for your Top 5 at 5, brought to you this afternoon by Citizens National Bank. Here once again is Tucker Harlan. Thank you, Russell. At number one, number six, Tennessee continues SEC play with a contest against Alabama in Thompson Bowling Arena at Food City Center Saturday. Tip-off is at two, and the game airs on ESPN2. Carl Ravitch and Jimmy Dykes will have the call. According to DraftKings, Tennessee is a five-and-a-half-point favorite. Rick Barnes is four-and-five at Tennessee against the Tide. This would bring him up to 500. Yeah, that would be uh, – it's it's a big game, man. I'm getting ramped up now just since the show started. It's going to be a fist fight. I've been it? surprisingly amped up all week. I've been – I'm it's into a big this one. one. Like, oh, I really yeah. don't like this guy. I don't like them. I don't like their school. I don't like their colors. I don't like their basketball team. I don't like their mascot. I don't like the way they used to have the parquet floor back in the day. I don't like the stripes in the top of their arena. I don't like the stupid jackets he wears. I don't like the fact that he harbored – known murderers on his team. I don't like these guys, Bear. It's personal. I don't like his face. I want to rearrange his face. It wouldn't bother me a bit if an errant pass, one of those rocket passes that Zakai zips, just like accidentally just busted his nose wide open. I don't like him. I like that guy. Um, who who was the, the MA, MMA guy from Dagestan who never lost? Oh, what was that guy's name? Um, Khabib. Khabib said about Khabib Nurmagomedov said about. Um, uh, oh man, who's who's the other guy? The the Irish dude, McGregor. Uh, Col- Conor McGregor. He said, "I want to change his face." <laughs> it was just death. Some Turkish Crazy guy. Just like, I want to change his face. It's the kind of guy you don't want to run into, right there. No. I, want, I want to change their face, bear. I want blood. Tucker just wants to move on. I want to. I want <laughs> blood. Big opportunity, Tucker. It is a big opportunity for them. We're getting we're getting our bloodlust on here. Yeah. At number two, uh, we have an update on Zay Lance Heard this afternoon. Uh, according to Austin Price, he is enrolled at Tennessee in the UTK Student Directory. Zay Lance so Ernell Heard. Bear his so, full uh, Christian name. Zeh. Let's go. Uh, let's go left to right. Where we stand today, if 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 this holds up, and he is wearing Tennessee orange in the fall. So from left to right, we'll go herd. Who are we playing at left guard? I mean, Karik was the guy that was there most of the season this year. All right, Cooper Mays. We're assuming Sprags is coming back. Yes. And then Waffle House at right tackle. That's correct. Let's ride. I can dig it. Hey, man, Like if, if one of these big old Bama boys, one of these guards wants to come up here and play left guard next to Zay Lance, like I, I'll go, I can get down with that too. At number three, the Las Vegas Raiders are finalizing a deal to make Antonio Pierce their next head coach. The Raiders made Pierce their interim head coach on Halloween night and now are closing in on making it a full-time job. 
I'm I'm really interested on this one, Russell. Yeah, I don't think it's a good move, man. Well, see, I think it, I think it could be. I'm rooting for this guy. It's interesting because the last time they had an interim that you know managed to straighten out the ship a little bit was Basacha. Yeah. They don't hire him. They hire McDaniel's, and the whole thing's just a mess. I I just don't think it matters because it, it, something about these these NFL teams and these eccentric owners who they have so much money and they they want to control and and meddle and all that stuff and you you look at the the well-run teams the patriots uh I know the packers don't have traditional uh single entity ownership but you know um Seahawks 49ers the um the Chiefs like they they have rich owners but they stay in the shadows right and they hire football people to run their teams and it's you know the Mark Davises of the world the David Teppers the Jerry Joneses the Jimmy Haslam's that just can't they, they can't help themselves they gotta they gotta have their hands in everything and they gotta mess with everything and I'm hoping Amy Adams Strunk isn't one of those people but I'm starting to get bad vibes that she might be well I mean here's here's the thing like I have no idea I, I cannot for the life of me remember the owner of the Baltimore Ravens yeah, that's a good but, point. But I, I can tell you, several, probably name you a, a couple of, of really good general managers they've had, and they're always, they always seem to be really good. I mean, the Hunt family with the Chiefs, but it doesn't seem like they meddle. No, no. You, you want quiet ownership, stays in the background, hires people, hires football people, and lets them do football things. The Raiders don't have that, so I just think it's – it's, I mean, you're turning your team over to a guy that's never been a coordinator before, and you've got a goofy owner with a goofy haircut who's going to fire him in a year or two anyway, so it doesn't matter. Hmm. And, oh, yeah, you don't have a quarterback. I mean, that's a big thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A lot of teams are in that situation. Yeah. At number four, uh, NFL Divisional Round is this weekend for the playoffs. Uh, Texans will play the Ravens in Baltimore at 4.30 on ESPN tomorrow. Ravens are favored by 10 in that game. Packers playing the 49ers at 8.15 on Fox tomorrow. Uh, More likely to have the the upset. Texans yeah. or the Packers tomorrow? Um, I'm going Texans. Well, they played the very first week of the season, and the Ravens won. I, You know, it's interesting because Lamar Jackson's – playoff history is yep. not good past nope. the divisional round not good and um, he's he's uh he's two and eight what two and eight against the spread when he's favored by plus seven yeah i mean it, the titans went in there and just beat him pretty easily in that divisional round yep. of 2020 he's got a lot to prove yeah a little pressure yeah and then you got your other game sunday the bucks playing the lions up there in detroit uh detroit about a touchdown favorite in that game and the Chiefs playing the Bills on Sunday, and the Bills are a field goal favorite in that game. I'm, I'm hoping the Lions smash the smash Baker Mayfield's face in. Smash? Yeah. Smashed. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie; it wouldn't bother me a bit if Detroit made the Super Bowl. I don't think it'd bother anybody. It's it's a it's a fun story. I don't see them winning in San Fran. Yeah. Probably not, but you know, I'm I'm kind of pulling for him. So now, if the Packers pulled the upset and the Lions win, where would the NFC Championship game be? Ford Field. 
But guess who won in Ford Field the last time they played there? Oh, I mean, it'd be a damn Donnybrook. It'd be, it'd have a chance to be one of the all-time, all-time great games. That would be so much fun. Yeah. And finally, a lot of, a lot of UT Detroit ties. Yeah. And finally, at number five, we discussed the Kentucky law yesterday. We've got another Kentucky story oh, here. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Put on your hard hats. We're going in the coal mine, folks. And it's not just any city in Kentucky. Lexington, Kentucky. Oh, boy. What have they done now? All right. Lexington has come up with an out-of-this-world campaign to promote tourism. The Lexington Convention and Visitors Bureau used an infrared laser to beam a message into space to invite in extraterrestrial what? travelers. What? Hit the music, Russ. What music? Your hoedown music you used. Oh, that's uh, Tucker's going to have to find that. I think I can find it. Uh, that's what that's what we need. You talk about extraterrestrial visitors to Earth. You want to put your best foot forward, right? You want to you want to bring them to one of the world's great cities: Paris, London, New York, Washington D.C., something like that. But no, no, let's bring these supreme beings from from whom we hope to learn so much to freaking Kentucky. A city where the sun never shines, by where, the way. Where, where they're trying to make it legal for you to marry your cousin with a bunch of toothless, slack-jawed hilljacks. Uh, they, uh, how do they even have laser technology? That's a good question. They've got Is freaking a, lasers. Well, I guess it's infrared. It's not a coal laser. S- somebody, I don't know if it's such a great idea to go inviting people, uh, extraterrestrial, just period. Hey, listen. Uh, Biden... The UN, Putin, I don't care who it is, freaking ISIS, please get the lasers away from Kentucky. We don't need to be bringing the aliens to Kentucky first. You talk about making a bad first impression. We could go horribly wrong. <sighs> Good grief. Thank you. I don't know. And you know, the next thing that would happen, Kentucky would end up rolling out with some eight foot. Uh, Eight-foot kid from Kepler B uh, to play center. <laughs> the damn basketball team. That's what would happen. Yeah, you get an alien basketball player. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And they get his old man up in the stands in a coal miner outfit. The NCAA would be so mad about it, they'd put Cleveland State on two more years probation. Damn Skippy. That is the top five at five. It's brought to you by Citizens National Bank. Bank Local, simplify your life by turning to CNB for all your personal banking needs. They've got a variety of checking and savings options, plus chip-enabled debit and credit cards. And they're right here in your community to help you safely and securely manage your everyday cash flow and build your rainy day savings. Find out more online at cnbtn.com. Over 20 branches throughout Sevier, Knox, Jefferson Counties. Tell them Fan Run sent you. Citizens National Bank Banking never felt so good. Setting up a big third hour for you this afternoon. We'll go open lines if you want to jump in. 865-546-8200. 546-8200. Your number to get on board. Let's talk to Trey. Good afternoon, Trey. You're on the drive. Boy, I tell you what, that would be uh, that would be some uh, visit for the extraterrestrials. Get you, get you a hit of that Kentucky mess and go to the Hooters up in Lexington. That would really break them into the finer parts of humanity pretty quickly. 
Well, I mean, they might be coming in peace. If they get if that's their introduction to the human species, next thing you know, we'll all be enslaved. Those are like these people aren't worth saving. No, no, that wouldn't be the best first impression. I, I, that's that's just hilarious, though. Um, but uh, anyway, guys, um, uh, I'm just fan. I'm amped for this game tomorrow. I, uh, I I've got that. Uh, you guys get this, like you know, like you get that. I, I don't know, call it anxiety, but like the pregame jitters before like a big football game. Oh yeah. I usually don't get that for basketball. I've got that for this game. Oh yeah, man. I don't want to lose. I don't want to lose as much as I want to smash their face, and I just don't want to lose. I don't want to see those no. twerps celebrating on our court where we haven't lost all year. I mean, that fan base is is down as low as I've ever seen them right now. We need to give them zero hope. They're down bad, as the kids say. Just one more kick, and those already bruised nuts. I would nothing would make me happier. Uh, it's just, guys, I just. I would have last year. You know, this, the strategy was to make this a rock fight, and I don't know that we have to do that this year. I mean, I don't think that we want to. You know, uh, full on. You know, back and forth. You know, game where everybody's chalking up threes. But I think at the same time, we we can afford to play a little offense this year. Like we we uh, we can lock them down, but we can we can score. So I don't think we need to keep this game in the sixties to win. I think we can win a game with them in the eighties. And I think that would be probably good for us because we're going to have to do that when we play Auburn, most likely. I mean, we're going to have to win some shootouts this year. You say that, uh, but remember that we beat Auburn at the arena last year in one of the ugliest rock fights you'll ever see. But I, your point is well taken, Trey, because it, it goes back to the old Aaron Torres adage, Bear, where you got to be able to win different kinds of games in different kinds of ways. And Connect obviously has the green light. Like, he can shoot whenever in the shot clock from wherever. Um, but I, I think a key, like, if, if we're going to run with them, you know, Vescovy and Triple J have the green light when when they're open. But if they miss shots early, they kind of they, – they pretty much shut it down, which is fine. It's what they should do. We, we don't need those guys clanging away if, if they're not feeling it. But, that you know, at, at that point, they've got to get the ball to – uh, connect and ADU and let them do their thing. And if if any of those yeah. guys are having an off night, God help us, it might be tough. But we got to, I yeah. mean, we've got, Trey's right. And, and I don't know if we hadn't talked about it yet today. Here we are in hour three. Apparently, we moved for the first time in a long time in the top 20 in offensive efficiency. I mean, we're quietly having a really, I mean, we're scoring, scoring a lot of points. I mean, a lot of that's, you know, connect. Hitting we're not, 30 every night. We're not there quite yet. We're 21st on Ken Palm, but we can smell it. Okay. Yeah. How okay. did – so I was, I, was, I was looking at the roster, and this shocked me, but uh, I didn't know Connect was a senior. Like, how has this dude stayed hidden for three years? It's a great question. Well, there was some academic stuff, I think, involved there. Um you know, I mean, he went JUCO, right? Yeah, he initially started off in JUCO, and then he made his way to Northern Colorado. Was he, did he not have good grades? I think so. That's that's weird. Does he strike you as like just? Is it you should never judge a book by its cover? No. But like, just looking at him, don't you? Does he give off the air, the vibe of a conscientious student? He does. That's so strange. Really? I, this, I, I don't think it's that surprising. I mean, he's a college kid. You never know, man. Well, no, I mean, like. 
if if he went to JUCO because of grades, it would have meant he was a bad high school student. Yeah, that strikes me as not a not an not a uh, a scholar. We'll put it that way. Really, he's got no. kind of that slack jawed look when you look oh. at him. What? Dalton Connect. Uh, Wait, we're talking about the same guy. Yeah, I've seen the guy up close. He just he doesn't strike you as an intelligent person. Like, well, I don't think he's going to be rough. splitting atoms anytime soon. But uh, he's not he's not a walk who's in the back of the bus reading War and Peace in the original Russian or anything. But uh, he strikes me as a Jimmy Chitwood type. Like he's walking to school with the uh, you know the books and that little leather belt that people used to have and his Letterman's jacket and oh gee whiz Sally I'll see you at the dance this Friday night. Like oh I, I would have thought he'd been an Ooh. honor roll student. No, that guy's a baller. Well, you say that as if being a baller and and not being a good student are mutually exclusive. Well, I didn't mean it that way, but I don't know. Dalton, hold hold on. I'm sorry. I got to shut. Like, go around the room here. Tucker, does Dalton, he looks like a smart kid. Sounds like a smart kid. Yes. From what I've heard from him. You guys are making him sound like a glue eater. No, I'm just saying when I find when you saying he looks stuff, stupid. I did not say that's that. exactly Trade what you're it. saying. No, I'm not. What I'm saying, all I'm saying is, I don't really get surprised if you find out some college kid is not a good student. That happens with kids. I'm not saying he looks anything. I'm just saying eh, it doesn't surprise me. Some kids aren't. Doesn't make him a bad person. Doesn't make him an unintelligent person. He apparently, you know, you're the one who said it. If you go to JUCO, it's pretty indicative of having some academic issues coming out of high school. Yeah, and, and I'm saying it's surprising based off his all-American schoolboy looks, I would have pegged him for an honor student coming out of high school. Oh, I don't know about that. I just, I know he, I mean, he's a college grad. He's in grad school, so he's smarter than all of us probably. I, I'm so confused now. <laughs> what it's done? okay. All right, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, people give off these vibes. Russ, I had you pegged as a no-animal guy when I met you, and I was spot on with that. You just have this vibe of the type of person who would let an animal live in their house. And uh, it's true. That is, that is accurate. I don't know. You can, just, you, you can just tell when you meet the no-animal people. But anyway, this guys, I... I, I I do think that this game, though, we we uh, we really do need some complimentary scoring. We can't just all put it all on connect. I think Alabama is gonna they're gonna you know they're gonna come at him pretty hard. I mean, everybody's game plan when playing us now has to be you know shut him down and see what everybody else can do. That means putting two defenders on him, um, and that's going to lead to a lot of opportunities for us to take advantage of that. And I think we've got the weapons to do that. I mean, we we need the guy to score. We need. Um, uh, a do to score. Well, I mean, I will say that's I think that. that's kind of what's been happening, and that's on those nights when they really uh, teams have made a, an effort to really shut him down. A has gone nuts. He has, but the the thing that Bear I'll say is we need to not abandon the inside game when it's you know not just a do scoring like we we need Josiah going inside i feel like we're settling for a lot of threes from other people who shouldn't be taking them um and that's one thing i would like to see is us just really attack the rim with more than one person um but guys uh i'll let you uh let you guys get some other callers in here i love you all stay safe and uh are we gonna do a vr after the game yeah okay yep. cool i'll see you guys in there
Myself, Bear, Davey Hudson from OutKick live with you on Twitter Spaces as soon as the ball game is over. Look for us on the Fan Run, the uh, at Fox Sports Knox X account. So Connect went to Prairie View High School in Henderson, Colorado. He averaged 21 points, six and a half rebounds as a senior. Pretty good. He was under six feet coming out of high school too, I think. He goes to well that's yeah, I mean that that's, that's interesting as well. Reason. He goes to Northeastern Junior College in Colorado. He started as a true freshman, fourteen of thirty one games in which he appeared playing for head coach Eddie Trinkle. It's a fun name. I mean what a what kind of that's moron, a good Juco college basketball coach name, isn't it? What, coach what, Eddie what kind of idiot is Eddie Trinkle? You got a guy like Dalton Connect, and you're not even starting him half your games? I'm going to try and Google this guy. Freaking Eddie Trinkle. No wonder he's at Northeastern Junior College. No offense. Would it surprise you if, if, if you found out he had like a, a, a little cooler with, with like beer in it in his car? He, he sounds like the kind of guy who drives around in one of those like Cadillacs with his el- yeah. arm out the side. Yeah. He like pulls up. Pulls up to you when you're walking. He's like, hey, hey, how's it going, kid? Hey. And he talks to you with his arm crooked outside. 15.2 minutes per game. He was all region. Averaged 13.3 points. He averaged 13 points a game in 15 minutes. Like, dude, Eddie Trinkle, what are you doing? You have Diet Larry Bird, Larry Bird Light on your roster. You're not even starting him. You're only playing him 15 minutes a game. What are you doing? Frickin' Eddie Trinkle. Played two years at Northeastern Junior College. Started all 20 games for in the uh, COVID-shortened season. Averaged 24 points a game as Trinkle figured out what the hell he was doing over there. Yeah, you might want to play connect a little bit more there, Trink. And after that, connect was like, yeah, see ya, Eddie. See ya, Eddie. I'm going up to the University of Northern Colorado. The lesser-known UNC. Which is located in Northern Colorado. Check the location. 11 starts for the Bears in the Big Sky League. And then last year was his senior year there. Completed his degree in communications. So, uh, like me... He is a bachelor of science in the in the art of communications. It's in Greeley, Colorado, by the way. Thank you, Tucker. And now he's matriculated to the <laughs> University of Tennessee, Knoxville. <laughs> what? Tucker, dynamite drop. That's funny. Greeley. Where the hell is Greeley, Colorado? It's, it's just in, north of it, Denver. It's in the north part of Colorado. It's in between there and, uh, oh, what's the other one north of there? Fort Collins, where Colorado State is. Freaking Eddie Trinkle. What a boob. <laughs> we just learned yeah. who this guy was like two minutes ago. You playing Connect 15 minutes ago. Right I mean, today. hey, say what you will about Barnes. The Barnes Bash, you say what? We got Connect. He's out there 30 plus minutes a night. He will be on the floor tomorrow. Yeah. Putting up shots. 
slashing. Well, Trinkle's over there like, oh, yeah, come out, come out, DK. You're playing too much. We're going to put this stiff in for you. Do some time yes. on the bench. Somebody on Twitter posted uh, like a uh, like a two or three minute like Lofton highlight video, and there, there were there were some moves that I'd forgotten. Uh, I didn't know where it, why it looked so familiar, but uh, I'd forgotten how good Lofton was just getting up to the rim and just like, basically like connect has been doing the past few games. Eddie Trinkle have Lofton over there on the bench next to Connect. Playing high school Harry ahead of him. Trink. <laughs> Whew. Have fun at Juco, Trink. Quick timeout. The drive continues. It's Fan Run Radio. We're back with more right after this. The drive. Ah, this is. It's Fan Run Radio. The drive. Russell Baird Tucker at your service for another half hour, getting ready for overtime. Headed your way next on many of these fine fan run affiliates. Let's Yada. check in with Kronos, the time cop. Good afternoon, Jamie. How are you, sir? Doing fabulous. What's going on, gentlemen? Oh, not much, man. Get ready for a big one tomorrow at the Tommy Bowl. Yeah, um, before I talk about that, you know, uh, we do have Tennessee in the top five in one of the polls, right? Uh, but I believe they're seventh and eighth. In seventh, okay. Okay. That, yeah, I, I, that, we, we're not top five anymore, but uh, okay. might be might be back if you win tomorrow. Definitely. Yeah, um, Tucker, I was going to hit you on uh, – I was going to hit you up. I thought that uh, we were number five and you hit us with the, with the higher ranking and – as Russell knows, when we get a recruit, we always defer to the higher ranking. <laughs> That's true. Usually, <laughs> usually the AP poll is the one you go with for basketball, though. That's kind of universally accepted. Yeah, we're sixth and seventh in the two polls. Um, I know uh, my my uh, reputation doesn't serve me well here, but I'm being honest when I say I, I don't expect Tennessee to struggle at all with Alabama tomorrow. They're not the Alabama they were last year. I think we win a double. I think we go away in double digits, and it, it's not even close. Ooh. I just, I, I just don't. You know, Alabama's tough, but they just ain't what they were last year, and we're different at home. He's tempting the wrath of the whatever high top the thing. I know it. <laughs> they shoot the three. They they are far and away. You know, shot like what I heard it on SEC uh, the, their post game wrap up thing. Over five hundred three balls already yeah, this I heard season. That too. Um, of course, if they, they get hot, de- they get hot. I mean, they're red hot, Jamie. They don't play a defense. They've not played a defense like what what we uh, what under Barnes you get. You know, you walk and do some defense when you play a Barnes coach team. That's I'm a facts guy, and that's a fact. He's just he's a different level of defense. You know, he don't sit there and talk about hands and in a different breed. He actually brings it. So um, I just that, that's my take. Uh, we'll see how it goes tomorrow. I'm putting a little. I'm putting my my fattest wager tomorrow on that Tennessee to cover, and then how we do on that, I'll be able to sprinkle it around the wild card ga- or the uh, divisional playoff games. Um, but I did now that right now that Fan Run is uh, um, has a void in the midday. I've been listening to the Dean, and uh, he did mention that um, there's there's reports. I don't know if it's credible, but that Connect wanted to play for Colorado, and Thad Boyle told him they had one in front of him. 
and it kind of irked him a little bit, kind of like Larry Bird going to play for Indiana State over Indiana. Um, and that's why he didn't, you know, he didn't bounce onto the scene right away was um, uh, that that's just what I heard Basilio was talking about earlier. I think it was yesterday. But, um, yeah, that's kind of kind of guy like, a you know, that's averaging close to, you know, they can put up 30 points a game. I mean, I know he's not averaging that, but he can he could do it if he wanted to. Um, he um, it's it's rare to see them start off at a small school. And speaking of Lofton Bear, I I certainly remembered it too. That the kid, as small as he was, he had no business being able to finish at the rim like he did, but he was able to, man. And even on breakaways with guys running, you know, stride for stride with him, he'd find a way to, you know, manipulate the ball up and into the basket on a, you know, on. And I just. That's just something I thought would help him find a way, find a place in the NBA. And uh, unfortunately, back then we just yeah. we were persona non grata um, in the NBA. Him, so. him, and Kennedy and Connect. Uh, it's when you watch all three of them when they're when they're going to the rim, they all have that extra thing where they can. It's where they place the ball. Where they place the ball, yeah, they, they they head to the basket and they don't do a traditional layup. They get up in the air and then move the ball, uh, depending on where the where the uh, where the defense is. And that's smart. I wish I had that athletic ability. <laughs> well, you also um, have the the similarity between Connect and Lofton is both of these guys had a chip on their shoulder. Yeah, coming in. Oh yeah, you know, Lofton. Yeah, no, uh, you know, from Maysville, Kentucky. No Kentucky offer. No Louisville offer. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Cincinnati was the other school that was, was recruiting him and, and yeah, he, and, Hey man, like he wasn't the reason he didn't make it in the NBA because he wasn't that tall. He wasn't that athletic, but mm-hmm. he was just a bulldog, a competitor and a great college player. And, you know, connect is the same thing. You know, he's obviously not recruited very highly coming out of high school and like he, he comes here and people challenge him and he just puts his knows daddy like he's got a chip on his shoulder man so that's the kind of guy that we like around here and he's having a similar impact he's having a great season yeah but he's also six foot six and has a really good shot at playing his way into the top 15 yeah six foot six um uh the most the most fun i ever had watching a single player was loft yeah you know he was just so much fun to watch and he just loved playing for tennessee and um you know, I, I've been a basketball fan my whole life, but just never did really follow it. Uh, I'd listen to uh, John Ward on the radio, but, you know, when Pearl got here and got us going and then, you know, uh, you know, as much as I've been labeled a Barnes basher, the, you know, the guy wins big. Uh, he gets us in the tournament, but, um, you know, my only my only gripe with him is, you know, if I have one gripe, it's just the, the tournament. Now, other than that, I, I, I like winning. <laughs> I got no problem. You won't get me to gripe about winning. I love it, and uh, he's done quite a bit of it while he's here. Um, guys, on the way out, have y'all touched on the – I saw this on the news the other day on Twitter that the Haslam's have now completely sold out, sold Pilot the last of their uh, – they no longer have a stake in Pilot. Mm-hmm. Is, yeah. That's not – I know we've got some other younger boosters along, you know, in our uh, repertoire, maybe not in the billionaire status, but – do you do you see that as any effect on our NIL ability at all? Uh, I I don't know. I mean, they they sold that those shares to 
Buffett's company. So I don't, Berkshire I don't, Hathaway. I don't think they sold them for cheap. Um, so I mean, I, I'm sure they've still got money and it's invested and and all that stuff. But I, you know, I don't I don't know what their involvement is since the debacle of Shiano Sunday. I, I think they're still around and everything, but. You know, he owns the Browns, he owns part of the Milwaukee Bucks, he owns the Columbus Crew and MLS and all those stadiums and facilities. So, I mean, he's got plenty going on, but I would I would hope they still open up the checkbook when when the time comes. I, yeah, I know uh, uh, both Jimmy and Big Jim and, and Bill are still – you see them at all these games on Millionaire yeah. Row down there. So. Mm-hmm. I just find it fascinating, man. That's a world I don't live in and I don't run in. And I just, uh, uh, those, I just never would have thought that the Haslam's, I, you know, it, it seems like I went to bed one night and woke up the next day and all the pilots were Casey's. And I was like, what's going on? <laughs> yeah. You know, and, uh, um, and the one stop. So, uh, I just never, you know, I, family businesses like that. I just, it's fascinating to me. That's like, that's like seeing Billy Wiggle run, you know, you know, next thing you see all the Wiggles. Uh, turning into something else around here, but Can you uh, imagine? I know that's it's not sports related, but it's community related. And I just thought I'd, I'd share that. I didn't know if y'all had heard anything about that or not, but um, that's pretty It'll much never all I got, happen, guys. Jamie. What's that, Bear? It'll never King happen. Weigels. King Wiggles will always will always rule over Knoxville. I got no problem with it, man. Love his milk. <laughs> all right, guys. I'll get back with y'all tomorrow. Uh, if you if you if you trust me, I'm, I'm not I'm not Joshy boy, but. I, and I never do this. I just think Tennessee will co- um, get it at five and a half while you can. I just think that's. Uh, I think they their, their three point shooting ability has has not run into a defense like ours. Mm. We'll see. We'll see how it translates tomorrow. But I I feel like that's a good little uh, wager tomorrow. Uh, we'll, we'll, I guess we'll, what's happening on the playoff games a little bit. You'll you'll allow Russ. Uh, y'all be safe out there. Thank you, uh, Kronos, calling for the Big Orange beatdown. Tomorrow in Thompson Bowling Assembly Center and Arena. He's very confident. How about that? I hope he's right. To hear him tell it, he's never wrong. No, he's usually right. I, I hope he is. Steve on Twitter says, Russ, I hear you guys talk, uh, saying kinpom all the time. For us, basketball casuals, what the heck are you talking about? <laughs> Ken Pomeroy is a college basketball analytics guru. He runs a, a website called KenPom.com, which is kind of the gold standard. in like even beyond the, you know, we were just talking about the AP slash coaches poll. I feel like that's what people are going to more and more as an accurate measure of how good a team is. And we were talking about this in hour one. Like, it's interesting because this Alabama team that's coming in here tomorrow is unranked in both the AP and the coaches poll, but are currently number seventh, one spot behind Tennessee in the Ken Palm rankings. And I, I guess what he does is it, it's an analytics thing, and he looks at adjusted efficiency margins where it's like points per possession because – Unlike the NBA, you have like 300 D1 college basketball teams and, and kind of like in college football where you have Josh Heupel offense and then Iowa offense are two completely different things and makes it hard to compare those two teams. Like he measures points per possession. And I'm way out of my depth now because we're starting to talk about math. 
but like he he kind of weights these statistics on both offense and defense and it seems to be what astute basketball minds consider the the uh, gold standard as far as ranking college basketball teams these days so he has you know Tennessee is 21st right now in adjusted offensive efficiency and number two in adjusted defensive efficiency, and that's kind of been Tennessee's M.O. under Rick Barnes. But for the past couple of years, you go back to the Grant Admiral years, and it was the opposite. We were were like top five offensive efficiency and in the 50s in defensive efficiency. And then after that, those guys left, it's it's just been switched ever since where we are a lockdown defensive team and a so-so offensive team, but this is as high as we've been in these rankings offensively in a long time. And it's pretty much all due to Dalton Connect. Thanks, Eddie Trinkle. <laughs> nice, Tucker. <laughs> when we continue, we'll wrap things up. We'll get a Rocky Top report brought to you by the Craigner Group. We'll hear from Rick Barnes as he gets ready to take on Alabama, get his thoughts on the Crimson Tide, and Dalton Connect's heater. Can he stay on it tomorrow at Thompson Bowling? We'll hear from Rick Barnes when we continue next right here on Fan Run Radio. The drive. Rogers utility. Welcome back. The drive continues. Fan run radio. Bill Haslam, also a a minority owner of the Predators, with a plan to be majority owner in something like eight years, according to Bill. Yeah, that was. uh, uh, I think that decision was made in like 2022 that he was going to have ownership. Mm -hmm. So, you ever been to a Preds game, Bear? Uh no, I'd love to go though. We gotta go, I've man. Been to, I've, 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 I've not one. been to. Oh, it's the best. Yeah, the only professional sport I've never been to is an NHL game. You know, I actually went to a game. I think they were playing like the Senators or something. It was the year they made the Cup run. Yeah, of course they got in as like the eighth seed that year, so nobody really expected it. And then they went on their little sweep of the Blackhawks. And it's been a long time since it's been over ten years. But I went when they had uh, Peter Forsberg. They they just Ooh. got him and Philip Forsberg, yeah maybe one of the four like uh, so, some big Russian dude they had just gotten and he was uh, Swedish wasn't he? They some friends asked me like I want to go oh, yeah sure I'll go I'll go and just was not prepared for the like playoff level intensity in the building like just packed to the rafters the music the lights people are throwing catfish on the ice yeah. like it, it was crazy they're playing the Red yeah. Wings. Hey, we've got an update. Uh, Brett McMurphy on Twitter. Uh, apparently, I was right. Florida is under NCAA investigation regarding the recruitment of quarterback Jaden Rashada. <laughs> They're going to get popped for recruiting for a, a guy that they don't they even didn't have. Even get. Yeah. That's some Jeremy Pruitt level nonsense right there. Yeah, that they're fumbling and bumbling and mishandling of it. Uh, you know, damaged it really hurt their recruiting. A JJ Peterson quarterback that complained over NIL compensation. That's what you're looking at here. You really go to that. You like that JJ Peterson reference. Uh, it's I mean, it's, it's your third or fourth man. one this week. It's all right. Joshy boy just sent me his bet slip for the game tomorrow. Okay. He's put I, I don't I don't want to put his business out there, but he's put a lot of money on the Vols. Five and a mm. half. Well, he uh, he 
slipped up on one this week. I think he gave us St. John's to be a winner over Seton Hall, and that was the game where Rick Patino was sick. How much money do you think Joshy Boy has on the Vols tomorrow, Bear? 100. A little more. <laughs> Let's not put his business out No, there. no need to do that. <laughs> Joshy Boy's, jo- Boy's going to be going hungry if the Vols don't cover tomorrow. Let's put it that way. He's a big baller, man. He's going hungry. I'm going hungry. You know the tune, Tucker? Yeah, I do. Hey! Hunger Strike, Temple of the Dog. Yeah. He's a little Pearl Garden fan. Yeah. All right, let's hear from Rick Barnes. It's part of today's Rocky Top Report brought to you by Bo Kregner and the Kregner Group. It's time for the Rocky Top Report brought to you by the Kregner Group. Tennessee, Alabama, tomorrow, 2 p.m., inside Thompson Bowling Assembly Center and Arena. Rick Barnes meeting with the media Earlier today, over on the campus of the University of Tennessee, here is Coach and his thoughts on Alabama. Well, you know, they're the number one uh, offensive team in the country, and Mark Sears is, oh boy, he's playing great basketball. They've got a lot of really good shooters around him, and uh, the thing that has impressed me is I think they've gotten so much better, uh, like most teams normally do with their defense. I'm very efficient with that, too, but... Uh, they, the way they play, it's a, as you know, uh, Nate's always done a great job with his team, putting them in the right spots to be effective and be efficient, and he's done it with this team. What does Mark Sears do to be such an effective scorer? Well, he, he can score it. Uh, I mean, you got to find him early because he can take it and go. Uh, really does a great job of squaring his shoulders to the rim and and uh, finds people. You know, he uh, he can score it himself, but he. He, he knows that those got, they've got those shooters in the corners for the most part, and, and uh, I like the fact I think he puts the ball where it needs to be. Mark Sears, preseason second-team All-SEC pick. He is the leading scorer in the SEC at 19.6 points per game, and he has 20 – or I'm sorry, he has eight 20-point performances so far this year. Oh, yeah, I mean, he's, he's that guy. He can take over a game. I think Ziegler can handle him. Who who is Jamai going to be checking? Uh, probably, like, yeah. I mean, I, I'd run a couple of different yeah. guys at him. I, I'd start Ziegler on him. I'd bring Jamai in there and see how he how he likes some of that too. So, so now yeah, that I guess I'll I'll tell you right now, like if he starts getting looking like he's starting to get get worked up, I'd I'd stick Jamai on him. Now that I think about it, you're probably going to see Jamai or you know Josiah Jordan James on uh, what's the kid Grant Nelson the the big forward the um and then they'll they'll put. Adu on Nick Pringle, the guy in the paint. So, Sears, along with Connect, is the reigning SEC Player of the Week. Connect, SEC's active career points per game leader at fifteen point uh, fifteen point fifteen. He has one hundred three points in his last three games, with a hundred and one in the last ninety nine minutes of play. I don't know what that means. It just means he puts the ball in the basket a lot. Here is Rick Barnes talking about Dalton Connect and the tear he has been on lately. Well, again, he did some things the other night that we knew know that he's capable of. You know, he, he got on the glass. You know, he, he had the tip dunk, and uh, you know, and he's and he's definitely trying to guard. You know, put more effort into the, the defensive end of it, and uh, just not just being a guy that uh, you know he's shown all year he can score 
in a lot of different ways, but when he can add getting out running in transition, getting to the offensive glass, and then if he just does his work early defensively, he's proven he can do it on that end. And uh, we expect him to get better. And I mean, will he get 39 or 40 every night? We don't expect that, but we do expect him to take his shots when he's open. And uh, we also talked about with him in film, you know, he had a chance to get off the ball a couple times quicker. That would have got his teammates a little bit, you know, a better look at it. And all those things, as he sees different defenses, will eventually he'll, he'll work his way through that too. Connect is the first SEC player to log back-to-back 35-point outings in nearly 33 years. You have to go all the way back to 1991. Shaquille O'Neal is the last guy to do it. That's pretty good company, wow. I'd say. That's pretty good. Dude, he was he's probably the most impressive college basketball player I've ever seen up close. You could hear him coming down the court at the Tommy Bowl. Oh, yeah. I'm sure you could. Now, Tennessee's had a, a couple of guys go back-to-back 35 through the years. Now, uh, Shaq did it in 91. Allen Houston did it twice in 1990. Bernard King did it twice in 1977. Was that without a three-point shot? Yeah. Ernie Grunfeld did it in 75 and 76, and Ron Whidbey did it in Whid- 1967. Majik just sat up hearing that name. Ron Whidbey. So, rare company. Yeah, I mean, he's done stuff that not many guys have done here. He's incredibly talented. So, Your Rocky Top Report brought to you by Bo Kregner and the Kregner Group. They do real estate the right way. Get it listed, get it sold, and move on. That's what Bo Kregner and the Kregner Group will help you do. Give them a call for a free consultation. Doesn't cost a dime to pick Bo's mind. Tell them I sent you from Fan Run Radio. Bo Kregner, 865-742-1035. 742-1035. Or just go online to BoKnowsHouses.com. Bo Kregner and the Kregner Group. They do real estate the right way. Sad to see Sports Illustrated fire their entire staff today. Yeah. Yeah, that was uh, apparently, I think I saw that they've, it's not going to completely just like they had planned on earlier in the day, completely destroy it, but the backlash has been pretty severe. Yeah, well, I mean, that they had not been a relevant sports publication for a long time, well, Man, yeah. many years. But Tucker, you, you got, your generation will never know, and I'm going on an old man rant here, get my music up, but... You get your generation will never know the absolute joy of getting yeah. Sports Illustrated in the mail on Thursday. I used to read it cover to cover growing up. I like I, I would go walk up to the mailbox, my parents' mailbox was like up a hill almost as big as the one you and I have to walk down. I'd go up there and couldn't wait to get my hands on it. Read, read it cover to cover, every word. Well, uh, oh man, I just lost my thought. I, uh, oh yeah. I have the uh, national championship one when Tennessee won it framed in my room. Yeah. So, Fearless. Yeah. Oh, uh, no. Uh, T. T. Martin. Uh, that's a commemorative edition. Now, to me, yeah. the really special ones are, are just your standard. Yeah. Whatever came out that week, those are yeah. a little bit more special to me. Peerless was on the cover of the regular issue, but they did a commemorative one that you're talking about with, with T. Martin on it. Yeah. Yeah. But the uh, I posted my Tennessee Waltz one. Because when I, you know, I, I was, you know, my early teens, 
when that came out and I mean, Tennessee had not really been relevant nationally in football. And it was, I, I remember you, you'd walk into like, you know, like Weigel's or pilot or anywhere. And that like the magazine rack and just looking over there and seeing it, you know, Tennessee football on the cover of Sports Illustrated, what a big deal it was. The nostalgia factor is high with SI. I hate to see it, but, I mean, it. it's not like it died today. I mean, it, to, to not, today might be the official time of death, but it had, been, it had not been the same. It was a big deal back in the 80s and 90s. Like It, it was the leading. Oh, yeah, it, it, it lost its, yeah. it, it, its luster, but it was – I always wish that they had I always thought they should have recreated the Ernie Bernie with uh, Grant and Admiral. I always wanted to see that. All right, that's going to do it for us. Overtime, Bill and the boys are here to take you through the 8 p.m. hour on Fan Run Radio. Thank you, Tucker. Thank you, Bear. Don't forget voluntary reaction on Twitter spaces as soon as the UT game is over tomorrow. Have a great weekend. We'll do it again Monday right here on Fan Run Radio. The drive. Making a bit of Bacasota, a rocket.